to the Mind Your OT Business podcast, where we empower and equip occupational therapy practitioners and others who want to learn from those of us in the OT field how to be savvy and successful entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Laura Park Figueroa. Ready to take action? Let's jump in. Hello, and thank you for tuning in today to Mind Your OT Business and spending 20 or 30 minutes with me here today out of your busy, busy life as an entrepreneur or wannabe entrepreneur listening in. I believe that this episode will be so worth your time, and I want to start by sharing with you how I got the idea for this episode. So I am in the middle of, actually it's starting today, the fourth launch that I have done this year for an online product. And as I was planning the launch for this fourth product, I realized that I had learned a lot in launching the first three products I had done. So the fourth launch that I'm doing, which is open right now, is the Contigo Approach online course, which is the nature-based pediatric therapy approach that I developed in my private practice, Outdoor Kids OT, and in my last few years doing my PhD coursework, which I'm still in the middle of the degree, not done yet. But I designed this approach and we trained therapists in it last year at an in-person retreat and then COVID hit. So this year, we have finally got everything together to launch it as an online course, and I'm so excited about it. So I will not speak much further about that because it probably only applies to a small, small number of you that are listening. But if you are interested and that sounds like it applies to you, you may go to contigoapproach.com. It's C-O-N-T-I-G-O. It stands for Connection and Transformation in the Great Outdoors approach contigoapproach.com and you can get all the information there and this is November 15th that this podcast will be launching the cart will be open until November 20th and then if you are listening to this in the future after November 15th to 20th 2020 you can still go to contigoapproach.com and get more information about when the course will be open again so all of that being said I developed the idea for this podcast because I realized I had learned a lot in my first three launches. And I wanted to share with all of you the tips and strategies that I have learned, sometimes through making mistakes and learning the hard way, to help you launch an online service or product without making those same mistakes. Much of what I will talk about also applies to launching any service or product in your business, even if it is just a local service or a new service that you want to offer in a brick and mortar practice. As you know, if you have listened to the podcast before, my brand, my personal mission in life is to pull back the veil on entrepreneurship and speak freely and honestly about the things that go on behind the scenes in my own business and to have others share those things too when when I do interviews on the podcast. So Part of what I'm going to do in this episode is share with you the tips, but also talk specifically about how much money I made from each launch that I've done, um, what those launches were, what those products were, and the, the tips and strategies that I've learned. So, oh, I almost forgot to mention that this was originally recorded as a Facebook Live video. So if you hear me refer to the group or the video, that is what I am referring to. This is what I am starting to do is produce these as Facebook Live videos and then edit them into 
short podcast episodes so that I can serve more people that way and you can access the information wherever you want it. If you are not in the OT Entrepreneurs Group, come on over there and join us on Facebook. It is such an amazing group of inspiring OT entrepreneurs and you should be there with us. All right, it's time. Let's dive right into my top 10 tips for a successful launch of an online product or service. So I want to tell a short story to start. None of us want to launch something and have no one sign up or very few people sign up. I have had this happen. (laughs) So I want to share with you guys this story because I, if you've listened to me talk at all, you know that I'm very big on growth mindset. And I want to share that I'm going to share some what I feel like are successes, but also to let you know that there have been failures. And so what happened early on in my business, uh, my practice, if you don't know me, is Outdoor Kids OT. And early on in the practice, I had a colleague that I hired who was really wanting to work with very young children. And so we launched this nature play group for toddlers. It wasn't going to be therapy. It was very different than what we were already doing. It was just going to be a play group for toddlers, but but facilitated by an OT. And I just thought, oh, people are going to love this. We thought this was going to be a really successful service. And we got like two people to sign up, not even enough that I could pay the therapist. And we marketed it pretty significantly in our local area. And I eventually was like, we, we don't have enough people for this service. And, and to support to do all the work involved with getting the service up and running and marketing it, it really was a lot of wasted time and energy, right? So the lesson here is that you need to know your market before you launch something, but also just to say that we learn through those failures, right? But none of us want to have that experience. None of us want to launch something and have no one sign up or very few people sign up and then us not be able to offer the service that we did all this work for. So. I want to share with you guys um, the ten, the top 10 things that I have learned as I've launched three different online products this year. So as I was prepping for this, I kind of thought, you know, um, we probably need to start with defining what I mean by an online product, okay? So I, by an online product, I mean a course or a membership group, maybe a paid Facebook group. There's lots of things that you could offer online that are an online product, okay? And and when I, when I say a launch, I mean that you're going to have an open and closed date. You are not going to have something just there all the time for anyone to join whenever they want to. That's called an evergreen product. There are benefits to those, but in this specific video, I'm going to be talking about the 10 things for launching, which means you are going to have a cart open and a cart closed. The benefit to that is that it adds some uh, nice rhythm to your work. Um, I didn't even intend to talk about this, but I think it's important to say. I like a cart open and closed because you don't have to be selling all the time if you have a cart open and closed. You can have a rhythm to your workflow in your business where you do not have to constantly be selling something. If you have an evergreen product, you have to be directing people to that evergreen product to have them buy it. Um, With a cart open and closed, you have a specific window of time as the business owner in which you are promoting, you're selling, you're talking about it. Next week when you see me online, maybe not in this group, but I am going to be talking about my product that I have for sale. 
And I'm going to be very present on social media. And probably after that, I go into hibernation for a week. <laughs> so we have like a nice ebb and flow to our work when we do a cart open and closed. Um, the, the, it, it frees you up to just not have to be selling all the time, I think. That's what I mean by a launch when I'm talking in this video. Like I said, though, a lot of this applies if you're launching an on or a in-person product or service as well. So here's why you should listen to me about this. Not because I'm an expert, because I'm going to be really honest with you about the specifics about what I've launched this year and the success or lack thereof of the three things that I've launched. So I have notes here because I actually looked up the exact amounts to the dollar of how much things made. I launched three things this year. Um, the first thing I launched was my Business Bedrocks group coaching program, which ran um, during the summer, but I launched it in April, right after the pandemic hit. I did not charge enough, people said in the reviews <laughs> at the end. They were like, oh my gosh, you should charge more for this. But I made $14,784 on that one. These are gross revenue. So this is not taking out expenses for the Kajabi platform or taking out my time that I paid myself, anything like that. These are just gross revenue, how much these services um, generated, these products generated. So $14,784, just shy of $15,000. The second thing I launched was with Trish Williams. Many of you probably attended the OT Entrepreneur Summit, which we did for a week in May. We are also doing it in 2021, so stay tuned. Um, you will see us in this group promoting that because it is our huge event that that is kind of connected to this Facebook group in a way. And so that generated, and this includes the bundle that we did and some add-on products where we did some follow-up uh, mentoring calls, things like that. So all, all in, the OT Entrepreneur Summit generated $19,918. So Trish and I split that evenly. So I don't know, I got about 10 grand from that essentially. It's just shy of 20 grand. And then the the third thing that I launched in my business is my nature-based therapy treatment plans and camp kits. So these were digital products for people who are pediatric therapists of any kind, not just OTs who want to take their work into nature. And those generated again, just shy of 20 grand, $19,079. So hundred dollars uh, more and we would have been at 20 grand um so or a thousand dollars more we would have been at 20 grand so one more one more um one more camp kit sold we would have been there anyway so the total gross was fifty three thousand seven hundred and eighty one dollars my business gross because of that little bit from the ot entrepreneur summit that goes to trish as my co-planner my business gross was forty three thousand eight hundred and twenty two dollars now, I want to be very clear. I am not saying these numbers to brag. I have no idea what y'all are thinking right now, okay? I don't know if you're like, holy cow, that's a lot of money, or if you're like, please, my business brings in a million dollars a year. I don't know. I'm just sharing these numbers because I really, like my branding of me as a business coach, of this group as a community, of my podcast, is all about pulling back the veil and being honest about our entrepreneurship. And so I think sharing my numbers is actually a big part of that. In fact, I've wanted to do like a monthly report of my numbers for a long time. I just don't have the bandwidth to do it. And I'm talking with my practice manager about maybe doing that where I do a monthly share on a blog post or something about all my numbers in my business. But 
I don't have the bandwidth right now. So for now, that's what I'm sharing. And and I personally, I feel proud of those numbers. I feel like during a year when we are in a pandemic, I feel like my business shifted very well. I feel like I had been laying the foundation for years before this to actually have that success. This is not like overnight success. I suddenly just launched these things and they were successful, but I've been building a community and an online presence and relationships with people for five years now. So I think that is just kind of an outgrowth of of the work I'd done prior to this, but I am very proud of those numbers. Um, I don't know what you all are thinking, but I feel like I, I feel like those are successful numbers. Let's dive into the tips now. We are 10 minutes in and I want to start with things you have to do way before your pre-launch prep. And actually what I just said is a good segue in. You need to have a warm audience that you have built a relationship with. You must have an email list. If you don't know what an email list is, go back and search in this group for email list and you will find a live video that I did on that last week or two weeks ago. Um, so that's my first tip, you need a warm audience. The second tip is you should look up appropriate Facebook groups that allow you to self-promote on certain days, okay? So look where your audience is hanging out on Facebook. Where is your target audience hanging out on Facebook? And be present in those groups, hopefully before you're launching, and find out when they allow the self-promotion posts. Like we do in the OT Entrepreneurs group here, we do a Marketing Monday post where if you have a launch or something that's going on, you can you, can, you are freely allowed to share that in this group so that you can promote it. And so if you find out which groups allow self-promotion posts on which days and you make yourself a little spreadsheet so that you know when you can post during your launch, post there and then you are promoting to a wide number of people that way. Number three, set a sales goal. So you wanna have three different targets, okay? And we've some people when I when I asked in the announcement for this post, what what's your idea of a successful launch? There were a lot of different comments, some about conversion rates. I think Mike mentioned that. Cheryl mentioned like reaching a targeted number of people. That's kind of how I think of it too, like how many people do I want to sign up for this product or service or a revenue goal. So what you want to do is you want to have your, I call them like no problem, we'll we'll meet that. Like that's kind of the low level goal, right? No problem goal. The maybe goal, like, mm, I'd be pretty happy with this. And then the holy cow, what just happened goal, okay? <laughs> so like the pie in the sky, really high goal that you think there's probably no way you're gonna reach it, but it's just the sky high goal. So thinking about your no problem, your maybe, and your holy cow numbers, all right? So that kind of gives you a target to think about. Those are the way before goals. Now, um, the fourth tip I have, um, these are kind of pre-launch prep tips, okay? So the fourth tip I have is to not have your cart open too long, guys. Oh my gosh, when you are selling, when you actually have your cart open and you are being very present on social media, you are answering all the DMs, you are emailing people, you might even be sending like video, you might be having video chats with people or doing, um, you know, some people do, uh, what do they call them, discovery calls with people. It's a lot. You have to be very present and it's very physically exhausting. We all joke that, you know, a successful launch means we're not running around with a chicken, like a chicken with our heads cut off, right? But I think any launch takes an emotional toll on you, even if you are 
very intentional and very organized. It's just, it's work, you guys. Like even in an online business, it's work. There is no like sit back with your, you know, pina colada on a beach and let the money roll in. Like, I'm sorry if people say that that's, <laughs> say that about online business, it's just not true. It is work and when you are launching, Yes, you can have people help you and you can be very organized, but but it's it's emotionally and mentally taxing. And so I I will never do a cart open more than five days again. Now, I haven't talked with Trish about this for the summit, but for my own products, I I will only do five day cart opens because I just that's how long I feel like I can like be focused and really be present. And even seven days feels long. So I know people who have done three week cart opens and they, we've talked after and they've been like, oh my gosh, never again. So three to seven days. And I actually have heard, um, I think it was Lindsay Padilla. She's an online content creator, I think. She she said something about like, they've, they've actually done research. This is me citing her and I don't have the research, but they've actually done research that a longer cart open does not necessarily mean higher conversion rates, like more people sign up. So part of the reason you have a short cart open is to, this sounds bad, but force people to make the decision. Um, most of us are not very good at making decisions. And I really feel strongly that when we have a product or a course or an offer on hand for people, our role in selling is to help them be confident that they are making the right decision for them. Nobody wants, a person to buy their product or their service if they are not the right fit for that product or service, right? So framing your your language in your marketing about, I, I want to help you make the right decision if this is for you. You will hear me say that a lot anytime I'm launching something because I don't want people in my programs or courses who aren't a good fit for it, right? So thinking about that language and helping people make good decisions while you have your cart open and the cart closing actually helps them know that they have to make that decision or hit pause and register at a later date when you open the cart again. Number five, give teasers on social media. So this is like the ramp to your launch. You're, you're gonna have the cart open for a short time, five days if you're me, some people do three or seven, but I wouldn't recommend any longer than seven. But you're gonna give teasers on social media. So you can do things in your social media that that talk about how you're prepping, how you're getting the course ready. You might do some behind the scenes of you working on the course and, and getting people excited about the cart opening and, and letting them know when the cart will be open, but you're not actually launching. You're not giving them the sales page yet or giving the spiel or trying to sell it. You're just, you're just saying, hey, it's coming soon. And that gets people excited about it. So there's a ramp to your launch. Number six, document the process, guys. Write down everything. I'm looking around for my notebook because I was gonna show you how messy my crazy writing is in it because I've been writing down everything. Document the process, whether in a notebook that you have where you're writing things down or in a project management platform like Trello, that's my favorite, but document the process because if you are going to be doing a, a launch again, which you will if you have online products, you will want to be able to go back and follow the steps that you did. It's great for reflection too afterwards. Now we are to during the launch. Um, uh, four more things, so number seven. 
Do not be afraid to email people every day. This was something that when Trisha and I were working on the summit, she did some of the research and we linked some things on our planning Trello board with like how to how to do a sales sequence of emails. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have to email people every day when the cart opens. She's like, yep, that's what they say. Like, <laughs> And on the last day of the cart open, you email two or three times to remind people that the cart is closing. This feels weird to us. We feel like we're quote unquote bothering people, right? But you're not, you are, you really frame your thinking that you are offering them something that can help them with whatever problem they're having. Hopefully you know your audience and you're offering something of value to them. And so if you are emailing them, you are letting them know that it is available so that they don't miss it. Now, these sales emails should not be boring. They should not be like every day, like remember the cart's open, remember the cart's open. Oh, hey, the cart's open, remember, oh, come register. No, you're gonna tell stories. You're gonna you're gonna tell a story about why you created this product. You might. Um, what else did I write down here? You might talk about um, how it solves their problem. Like that. That is essentially the story of why you created the product, right? You might point out the benefits of the product or, or service or course or whatever. And finally, you want an email that directly addresses their objections. So. I actually have an email for my upcoming launch of my my fourth launch this year, which is the final one, huh? <laughs> um, that, that actually says it's too expensive and other objections you might have or something like that. That's the title of the email because, because I want to directly address those things and be honest with people about why we priced it the way we did and why it's valuable and worth the money that I'm asking for it. So that is kind of how you can make your sales emails interesting. Your, your sales emails don't have to be boring, is my point. They can be interesting and fun for people to read. Number eight, I've kind of said this, plan to be on social media a lot when, you're, when your cart is open because you want to be available to people. You need a team or yourself who is monitoring your social media accounts as well as your email to make sure that you can quickly answer people's questions because if you're telling them you wanna help them make the right decision, then you want to be available and responsive when they ask the questions that they may have. So that's another good email you can send is like frequently asked questions. Those should be on your sales page, but um, oftentimes if you shoot them into people's email inboxes in that sales sequence, that can be another good email that's helpful to people. Um, so you need, you need to be on social media and be responding to people who are asking the questions while your cart is open and monitor it right up until close of the cart. I can't tell you how often people wait until the very end to purchase. And that is tip number nine. Do not be discouraged by low sales the first few days because if you have a high ticket product, if your product is expensive, and when I say expensive, I mean more than like a couple hundred dollars, more than something that people would not just, you know, buy as an impulse purchase. Like a $27 product, even $37, $47, a lot of people will buy those without even thinking. Um, but when you get up into the multiple hundreds or even thousands of dollars, like four-figure offers, people are going to think before they do their due diligence and think before they actually make that purchase, right? It's 
buying is not rational, but people are going to think through and try to weigh out options before they just impulse buy a $1,500 product, right? So don't be discouraged by low sales the first few days. If you, um, people need time to make a decision about a high ticket offer if that's what your offer is. And so a lot of times you'll see people buy right at the very end, which is why you need to be responsive and watching things go on on your email and, and social media up until the end of cart, cart close. And then finally, the last thing I would say is write down your reflections on your launch, like um, even, even daily during the launch so that you remember things that came up for you, even emotionally, how you're feeling, if you're exhausted or if you're feeling great, if you're inspired, if you're feeling just burned out, like that's important information for the next time that you launch. Um, and like I said, I knew that the last two days of my last launch being open seven days was exhausting. So this one's going to be five, my next one. Those reflection questions of what went well, what went wrong, what will I do differently next time that we use like in reflective practice as therapists can also be really helpful when you are launching a product or service or a course or anything like that, because you can reflect on that and then do things differently the next time. I just really hope that these tips were helpful for you all. And so my my fourth and final launch of this year, like I said, is coming up next week. We're opening the cart on Sunday and it's going until Friday. Um, I will not be promoting it in this group. I'm just sharing with you guys because that's why I thought to do this topic as I was thinking through the launch and I was like, oh wait, I have a lot of things I'm thinking through that could be shared in the OT Entrepreneurs group. We're launching the Contigo Approach online course. So the Contigo Approach is the nature-based pediatric therapy approach that I developed and we have made it into an online course. It's very exciting. And uh, we're launching it for a January cohort. So January 1st through 30th will be the first cohort. And um, if you're interested in that, because I will not be promoting that in this group, I mean, we might put it in the Marketing Monday post, post, but I won't be doing lives about it or anything here because it's not relevant to everyone in this group. But if you if that is something that is of interest to you because you're a pediatric therapist, um, make sure you join the Therapy in the Great Outdoors Nature-Based Pediatric Therapist Facebook group. So if you search Therapy in the Great Outdoors on Facebook, you will find our group join. And that is where I'll be doing a lot of Facebook lives and um, answering questions and, and posting different things to talk about that product that I'm launching. So you can watch me launch over there if you want to. That's it. I hope these were helpful to you all and I'll see you all soon. So as I say on every episode, take a small step because small steps make great gains over time. So until next time, mind your OT business.